The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. Yasmin Boland is an award-winning astrologer and the best-selling author of books including Moonology and Astrology Made Easy. She's also the creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards, which are amongst the best-selling oracle cards on the planet. She is read by millions of people each month via her columns online and in magazines and newspapers around the world. Her work has been translated into more than 15 languages – You can read her horoscopes on yasminboland.com or find her on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Yasmin Boland. Hello, Yasmin. Welcome to Soulful Valley. Well, thank you very much, Katie. I'm just delighted to have you here. I've been following you for quite some time, probably a couple of years because I've been a bit of a, a bit of a moon worshipper secretly for a long time. But when the lockdown occurred in the UK last March, you started to pop up in my newsfeed a bit more regularly and I started to take it a lot more seriously. So I bought the book and then I bought your cards and then I started to follow you in your uh, new moon cycle ceremonies and your full moon ceremonies. And well, thank you. When I started to take it seriously, things have started to happen for me. So I'm really excited about it. I signed up for your moonology certification course then as well, because I wanted to know even more. And you absolutely deliver every time. And I've really, really enjoyed learning about this. So could you explain for our audience who haven't got a clue what we're talking about, who you are and what Moonology is? Okay. So I'm Yasmin Boland. And the little potted phrase I always use, because it sums up, you know, the bulk of my achievements. Well, apart from I'm, of course, first and foremost, a mother and wife probably the most important thing and you know if you know about the moon the moon is all about parenting and motherhood and and all that so it makes sense that that matters to me so much uh but i always sum it up as i'm a an award-winning astrologer and a best-selling hay house author of books including moonology uh astrology made easy the mercury retrograde book and i basically am an ex-journalist i started i grew up in hobart tasmania in australia and uh, I became a journalist there and I moved to the mainland, and uh, which was I moved to Melbourne first and then Sydney. And um, eventually I moved to London and I worked on Fleet Street, more or less, uh, 
um, and in magazines and newspapers as a, as a journalist. And I really didn't know much about astrology apart from I used to read it all the time. And I would always, I would actually choose my magazines depending on, you know, who had the better horoscopes. Yeah. And then, uh, Journalism really started to change about, I don't know, 20 years ago. I, I always tell people, especially if they're English and um, of a certain age, because it will make sense. Mm. Um, but there was that, remember there was the um, actress Daniela Westbrook from EastEnders? Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and she had a cocaine problem and her, mm. the septum of her nose just fell out. And uh, I was sent to interview her by one of the magazines I was writing for at the time. And I thought it was going to be a triumph over tragedy story because, you know, she kind of started to turn her life around having lost this part of her nose from too much cocaine use. And I remember speaking to the editor on the phone and saying, you know, of course, so it's going to be like a triumph over tragedy thing. And he's like, no, stitch her up. I'm like, what? I'm like, and so I actually said, you know what, I'm not going to do the interview. I thought about it for a bit and called him back and said, no, I'm not going to do the interview. And that was a real turning point for me because I realised that journalism had kind of segued into this thing I didn't really want to be a part of anymore. I love writing. Around about the same time I was doing things like I went to Switzerland to study a sh- to study um, healing through the chakras. Um, it was when the whole green thing was first starting and everyone was talking about St John's Wart for you know, depression and just it was all kicking off. The body shop was really big. And so I kind of was there at that time and I started to uh, move from journalism towards writing more about green topics. You know, I probably did stories on evening primrose oil, you know, when that all first started. And eventually I learned astrology and that became part of it. And then I started saying to all the editors that I knew, oh, by the way, if you want an astrologer, if you want someone to write horoscopes, I do them now after a few years. And, uh, and that's basically how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. I mean, it was a really organic and natural progression. And had you said to me when I was 14 years old living in Hobart, Tasmania, one day you'll be an astro- a best-selling astrology author living in London, I would have thought that sounded quite good, but I would have thought I'm really no clue how that's ever going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing story. And how did moonology come about from, from all of this? I think the most important thing that happened to me along that journey, which I actually just neglected to mention, was the fact that I started meditating. And meditation just opened me up to everything, um, including astrology and moonology. And moonology really came about, um, so I'd been studying astrology for a few years by that stage, kind of went meditation, astrology, and then I had this conversation with a girlfriend of mine who was very psychic. We were talking about astrology and all this, and I said, what about the moon? And she said, oh, no, no, that's too complicated. Don't, don't even look at that. And I'm, you know, I'm Taurus rising. That was a red rag to a bull. And I was like, right, I must investigate. And, uh, and I said, actually, I could call it moonology. And she, she was quite psychic and she kind of cocked her head to one side like she was getting a message from the heavens and was like, hmm, you should remember that word. It's really important. And I was like, oh, okay. So I actually um, registered it as a URL quite early on in the piece without really knowing what it was going to be. And I started, um, basically what happened was I, 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 I was still writing at the time. I was writing all kinds of things. I was writing novels and 
nonfiction books and articles and so on. But I ended up getting involved in an extremely toxic relationship where there was cheating and, and abuse. It was just horrible. You know how, I, I mean, I think nearly every woman has that one I, relationship. I've, I've had that too. That leaves so. her undone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was mine. And so he, it was all going on around the same time and he hated astrology. So I was he was very controlling so I was basically banned from doing astrology like if you heard me talking about astrology he would start ranting and raving at me and all this so I'd be doing my astrology in secret and then when we broke up after I'd finished um kind of self-medicating with sparkling burgundy and you know just basically you know staying at home with the curtains closed for a few weeks mm. um I suddenly thought actually I have a tool to get myself out of this mess and it's astrology and moonology and so I started um, on, I'd registered the URL and I started writing a daily moon message on my website. And also it was back in the day and it was back in the days of um, Yahoo groups. I don't know if you remember those, mm. but it was sort of like when the internet was first starting and nobody had any newsletters like we have now. There were, yeah. were web-based Yahoo groups. And so I started writing this every day. I put it on my website. I had a few people coming to my site because I had a column in Australia. So I had a few people coming every week and people started signing up for these daily moon messages. And it just grew and grew and grew. And it was like, oh my God, it went to 50 people and 100 people and 150 people. And then it was 800 people and it was 1,000 people. It was 2,000 people. It just grew and grew and grew. And I was getting really amazing feedback. And it was all part of my kind of personal recovery because mm. I realized that if I looked at the moon, if I I looked at the sun, moon and stars every single day, I would be able to help myself get out of this situation that I've got myself into. And so it kind of took on a life of its own. My healing kind of became a part of what I was doing and what I was doing became a part of my healing and it was all kind of intertwined. And, and you know, over the weeks and the months, I literally kind of, I mean, I like to, it's a bit poetic, but I sort of say I followed the moon, you know, back to happiness, back to where I wanted to be. And, you know, it was that that made me realise, number one, that it was potentially life-changing for people. Like, it, it, really, it really did change my life. It really healed my life. And so that was interesting for me to realise that. It wasn't just, um, you know, theory anymore. And also it opened my eyes to the fact that other people also found it as um, healing and fascinating as I did. And there was more or less, you know, an audience for this if I wanted to keep writing it. And I did want to keep writing it because I discovered that journalism wasn't really what I wanted to do anymore. Mm. And, you know, this was something I could do that would help me and help other people. And again, literally it all went from there. So when I finally wrote my book, Moonology, which I'm sure is the one you mean when you say mm. you've got the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that was probably about, I mean, coming up to, I mean, 15 to 20 years later after all of this. And I can't, I can't say exactly because I'm not good with dates and figures, but mm. Um, it would have been about maybe 15 years later after all of this. And, uh, and so what was amazing about that was I wrote the book in five seconds because it was all in my head and I'd been mm. writing about it for 15 years, say, let's say, on my website and in my newsletters. So when Hay House said they wanted a book on the moon, well, I suggested it and they said, yes, please. I was able to write that book really quickly and it's, you know, it's, it still does so well. I mean, it's been in the... Amazon, um, UK and USA bestsellers, top 10, at worst top 20, touch wood, <laughs> uh, for like about 230 weeks wow. so far. Yeah. 
So, and it, and it was very much just the right time. I was talking to my publisher from Hay House the other day, Michelle Pilly, she's the head, head of the UK Hay House. And we were talking about it and I was saying, truly, I believe, truly, I believe that this has all happened because the moon is very much about the divine feminine. The moon is the moon is associated with goddesses. The goddess is the moon incarnate, or the moon is the goddess incarnate, whichever way you want to look at it. And the divine feminine has been rising, and we all started hearing about this at the end of last century, so to speak. It sounds like such a long time ago; it's only twenty-one <laughs> years ago. But we all started hearing about that, and at the time, I didn't really know what it meant. But now we've mm. seen the rise and rise of you know the divine feminine and goddesses, and even the Me Too movement, which hasn't you know which isn't really quite over yet although it's been a bit sidelined by everything that's happened, you know, especially in the UK with Brexit and, yeah. um, and now the coronavirus and all the chaos going on in the States and all that. But, you know, women are still rising. We've seen Kamala Harris finally getting to be the VP. And I believe that the moon has become this sort of big thing that everyone's talking about now. And my book was really, really well timed um, because it's the time of the goddess and it's the time of the divine feminine and it's the time of the sacred mother. And all that is the moon and the moon is all that. So I believe it's all just part of one big thing. And that's why someone like you suddenly finds yourself, you know, sucked yeah. into the whole moon Straight in. frequency. And it's and been healing. It's really it been healing for me as well. Yeah, and you're basically hearing the call of the moon, which is going out mm. to all women everywhere who know that they're who know deep down that they're magical. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it encouraged me to to do this podcast. So it's everything that I'm doing is is growing around. And I feel like this is all a part of my healing as well. So because I've only just I've only just divorced the husband that I have been struggling with with his addiction problems for several years. So and I became disabled through all of the stress of that. So this is a huge. Yeah, this has been a a huge period of healing for me. I'm I'm so glad that the world did. I know it's been awful for a lot of people, but the way the world slowed down for me as well, redirected me to where I needed to be. So for our listeners, can you share how they can manifest with the new moon cycle? Because this is something that has been working out quite well for me. Yeah. Okay. So basically when you first start to work with the moon, there are two, there's just a starting point of two things that you need to learn which is the fact that every month uh, or every, not every necessarily every calendar month, it can go over the first of, you know, first of the month. It might happen from the 15th to the 15th or whatever, but you get the waxing cycle and the waning cycle. So that's the first thing you need to know. There's a waxing cycle and there's a waning cycle. So waxing cycle is new moon to full moon. And that's when um, you really want to be going for it in whatever it is you're, dreams you want to manifest, goals you want to achieve, commitments you're making to yourself. That's the new moon to the full moon, you're in the waxing cycle. From the full moon back to the new moon, you're in the waning cycle. So each cycle is two weeks long. So it takes a month or, as we say, a month. The word moon, month comes from the word month, which is related to the moon. So if you just take the very basics, which are at the new moon, plant the seed. Declare your intentions to the universe, okay? The new moon is the dark time. You can't see the moon at the time of the new moon. It's very much like, you know, when you plant a seed, 
you get your little seed don't you and you poke it down into the earth and you cover it up and it's all dark down there and you know you just leave it to germinate and so that's when we make our intentions and set our intentions and make our commitments to ourselves and make our wishes that's the new moon actually it's new moon today so it's a great day if you're doing anything like this so then you've got two weeks to really go for it in the waxing cycle and then by the time of the full moon, either it's manifested or, you know, if you're, if you're manifesting, go in baby steps. So hopefully the first part of the manifestation has started to manifest. But whatever's happened at the full moon, you surrender it all to the divine, to the divine mother, um, to, the, to the great cosmic void, to the source, to whatever you want to call it, to the goddess. And then you kind of allow yourself a bit of time off for good behaviour for two weeks during the waning cycle, which is really the time to just let it all go and release. Okay, so if you just know that, if you just know that, then you will start to get a sense of how uh, how to manifest with the moon. And something I've recognised as well is in, in that cycle from the full moon my body really is slowing down anyway i'm 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 really tired and and really need to chill out more so i allow myself to do that now as well before i didn't but now because yeah. i know how this works i've i've been making all of the all, all of the plans and doing all of my actions from the new moon for those two weeks and then i'm really slowing down and it's it's yeah it's, it's amazing i mean if the whole world lived like that we'd all be yeah. a lot happier and healthier and probably sleep better yeah and that's why i wanted to share it <laughs> i right. want the world to know about you <laughs> forgiveness now this is something that a lot of people really struggle with the idea of why is it important to forgive and release during a full moon and how can that help okay so forgiveness is one of i would say the three main secrets to manifesting so the reason why you have to forgive is quite simple when you are manifesting what you're doing is you're activating the law of attraction okay so with the law of attraction like unto itself is drawn okay so if you're still really angry with your ex-husband excuse me for example you know if you're jealous if you're bitter if you're resentful any of those negative emotions that you have because of something which happened whether it's something you did or someone something sort of did to you so to speak you are going to be attracting that because you're going to be a ball of anger or a ball of resentment or a ball of jealousy or a ball of bitterness or whatever so you have to let all that s-h-i-t go you just have to release it and the thing is at the full moon all the emotions come up so it's the ideal time to process them so rather than stuffing them down with food or drink or drugs or whatever your poison of choice is you deal with them and you think okay i really need to forgive myself for that or i need to forgive that person for that and you just let it all go and you basically are therefore giving yourself an energetic clear out so that once you get back to the new moon you're actually going to be a much higher vibration and you need to be a high vibration to manifest. You can't be all negative and, and yucky pucky poo um, and expect to um, manifest, you know, rainbows and light and unicorns. No, because you manifest what you are, don't you? So it's a very good reason to do the work, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> right, that's what I always say. I always say, like, you know, it might seem like it's something you do for someone else, especially, I mean, if you forgive yourself, obviously that you do that for you. Mm. But just say you forgive your ex-husband or for whatever he did or he mm. didn't do or whatever. You might think, oh, well, why should I forgive him? But, you know, it's actually not for him, it's for you. Mm. And it doesn't make what happened okay, it just means you're moving on from it, you know. And, that, and, and not everybody's ready to forgive straight away. And, you know, if you know the work of Abraham Hicks, they mm. have their emotional guidance system. 
and you know the worst i think is despair i think that's i think that's bottom of the barrel and highest is joy i think mm -hmm. and you know if you're angry at someone that's that's a higher vibration than being despairing but actually moving past the anger takes you further up the emotional guidance system mm. who are the people that have inspired you on your journey to doing what you do now is there anyone in particular that uh that I mean, there's you probably here. a couple of people who spring to mind. Uh, when I was starting my journey, I read a book called New Moon Astrology by Jan Spiller, and I think that influenced me and, and woke me up to the fact that people actually do new moon new moon ceremonies. It wasn't really about manifesting, but um, it was about the new moon, the full moon. And for anyone who's an astrologer, I've got my moon conjunct my MC, which basically means I was pretty much hard coded to become doing what I do, being a moonologer. Um, the other person that really inspired me a lot and helped me and also taught me how to do astrology as a business, because there are, you know, it's very easy to, you know, struggle in the healing sphere, which I'm kind mm. of in the healing sphere in many ways. I'm in the manifesting sphere. I'm in the woo sphere. It was Jonathan Kana who was, uh, I'm sure you know, but anyone who's not from England won't know, but he was a, he was like the number one astrologer in the UK for many years. And I interviewed him back in the day when I was still a journalist and was starting to get into astrology. Mm. I contrived with uh, one of the papers he wrote for to say, well, I'm going to London. I was in Sydney at the time. Going to London, I'd love to interview Jonathan Kana who does your stars every week. You know, should we do a profile on him? And he's very popular. You, you know Jonathan Kana, don't you? Katie? I've heard him through you through your immunology oh, okay. course so, oh, yeah so i haven't heard well, he him wrote, before he wrote like for 30 years ago he was writing for a newspaper called today do you remember today maybe you're too young i don't know i'm 52 um, i think i'm old yeah no me. that's about the right age and then yeah. he wrote uh for many years he wrote for the daily mail and uh he went uh actually can't remember where i think he went to the mirror after that and then sadly he passed away much too young but i learned from him because i at the time when i saw so when i was a sort of a journalist becoming an astrologer a student astrologer i interviewed him and at his place in london where he used to have a, a place in gooch street in london and i said to him is it true that your website is worth 50 million pounds a year and he said, well, actually, it's not right now, but yes, it has been. Please, God, I'd love to make £50 million a year and I would go away to charity. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, but just the fact that he was doing that made me realise, okay, you know, this actually can be a business. Like, he was the real deal. And he and I both have actually a kind of a, an Asian teacher he had um, someone who, I never can remember his name. I think his name was Prem something or other. He was, he's quite well known. And I have a teacher in India who's been really amazing for me over the years. So we, and we have a lot in common. And he kind of mentored me in astrology and, and about, you know, how to write horoscopes and how to make it accessible and how to make it so that even though you only know someone's sun sign, how do you make it work so it resonates and all that. And the fact that his business was so ridiculously successful influenced me to think I can do this as more than just a hobby mm. you know I it's something I absolutely love and I think I can do it you know to live off and you know we do so that's a big thing because I as I said I love writing and the last thing I wanted to do was basically you know prostitute myself as a journalist writing mm. about people with their nose falling off and mm. stitching them up um, so here I get to write about something I absolutely love 
Um, so that in, he influenced me a lot as well, and he influenced me in the way I write horoscopes. There's also an astrologer in uh, the USA called Robert Hand, and if you study astrology, he's kind of like the most respected astrologer in the world. He, all his books have influenced me hugely. The way the way he teaches astrology is amazing, and I learned a lot from him. On the moon front, apart from that Jan Spiller book, there there actually wasn't that much about. There's mm. actually another, another, and if anybody wants to look into it, there's another book by a woman called Sophia Mason. It looks like Sophia, but she said it's Sophia. And she wrote a book called Forecasting with the, um, the New Full and Quarter Moon. But that's this little volume. It's about probably 50 pages long. People like that influenced me um, in terms of the actual astrology, but there wasn't that much out there, which is another reason why I think the book Moonology has done so well because up until that point, nobody had written... People wrote about your moon sign. Anyway, I'm digressing now, but no, they've been my biggest influences. Oh, thank you for sharing. It's great. We can all go and have a, a look at those people as well. And finally, yeah. Yasmin, where can our listeners find you? They can find me on Facebook. Just type in Yasmin Boland and you'll find me um, or type in Yasmin Boland's Moonology and you'll get just basically straight Moonology. They can find me on Instagram where I'm Planet Yasmin Boland or moonology.com written out as three words one but as one word or they can find my website which is yasminbolan.com or they can catch me on unityonlineradio.org every Monday at 4pm UK time I do a radio show where I do readings for people so yeah that's about it thank you so much for coming in today Yasmin I highly recommend you go and check Yasmin out she is awesome and if you are pulled towards the moon then that's the place you need to go so exactly. thanks yasmin bye for now my pleasure katie thank you so ask yourself is this for me give yourself some memories learn to trust your intuition now. thank you for listening to the soulful valley podcast i hope that you've heard something today that makes your life a little lighter our aim is to share love, light and wisdom and to raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think they would benefit from listening to it. For a free EFT guide or to join my Alignment Seekers free Facebook group or to work with me one-to-one, you can find more information at Soulful Valley on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you can email me at soulfulvalleypodcast at gmail.com. Bye for now.